Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Today, I would like to talk again about love. I started to teach a series called Learning to Truly Love. Actually, this topic can be used in your family, in the marriage relationship, or between dad, mom, and kids, and between friends. So God is love. Therefore, we need to learn how to love like God loves us. And this is a big subject. Actually, I plan to teach about 40 sessions. This is number, I think, number 9 or number 10. So this is a big subject, learning how to truly love. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and you care for us and you want to educate us. Thank you, Lord, that you want us to grow up spiritually to become more like you. Lord, Jesus is our model. We want to be like Jesus. And we believe, Lord, as we become more like you, we can give you all the glory and honor, and our life will be successful and blessed, and we can be the blessing to the nations, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I am a Christian who really takes the Bible seriously. I think because of my background, when I was in a medical school in Thailand, I was trained to be a neurosurgeon. And I never forget that I always read the textbook of neurosurgery. I always read the journal and follow, shadow the footstep of my professor. This professor is a great neurosurgeon. Sometimes he yelled at me in the operating room and then, yes, sir, yes, sir. I did not argue. I want to learn how to shave the hair, how to cut the skin, open the skull, how to lift up the brain. We call retraction of the brain. I learned all the detail and follow the textbook and follow my professor or the leader of my life at that generation. Now I look back. The reason I could end my practice well two years ago during covid because I was trained very well, and I followed the medical textbook. I did not kill patients. I did not cause any complication or trouble, because I knew what to do. This is our textbook for life. That's why God gave us the Bible as a textbook to learn and to follow. And not only that, God put us in the good church, to have a good pastor, because he's like a professor. He trained you. He showed you what to do. He has gone through life before you in the Christian walk. So you follow the footsteps of your pastor, and you follow the Bible, and you follow the Holy Spirit. And definitely in the heart of God, he wants you to be blessed, successful, prosperous, and you can be the blessing to people. He doesn't want you to fail and to get into trouble. That's why he loved you. He gave you the Bible for you to read, to study, and listen to good, anointed, biblical teaching. I want to really encourage you. Become a Christian to take serious about following the way of God. And you're going to see victory in your life. I learned one thing. I think in many cultures, we say the same thing that 
the kids will follow the footstep of the parents. I noticed that some of your kids walk like you. If you walk like this, your kids will walk like this. In the Thai proverb, we say the fruit would fall off the tree close to the tree. That is a slang in Thailand, which means that your kids will be like you. If you are not committed, your kids will not be committed. If you're selfish, your kids will not be. You will be selfish. If you are short-tempered, your kids gonna be short-tempered like you, unless Jesus really come and save them and get them out of that bondage. You are raising the next generation. Not only that, when you become more mature Christian, you grow up spiritually, become more like Christ. Your kids will look at your example. Wow, I like to follow the footstep of my dad and my mom. Not only that, you give glory to God because when people look at your life, who thumb up to Jesus? You are so good. You're so loving, committed, faithful. I can trust you. You are the right kind of example to me because you are more mature and you grow up spiritually. So this is why in this church, I want you to really grow up spiritually and not be baby Christian. I want you to know the truth, so the truth can set you free. Today we're going to talk about how to love. In Romans chapter five, verse eight, the Bible says, "God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ did not die for good people; He died for evil people like me. Before I became a Christian, I was so evil." And so prideful, he died for me. That's why I love him. He loved me first. So we're going to talk about love here. Christ died for us. If someone were to ask you this question, why do you love your wife? Why do you love your husband? What is your answer? Some men in this room may say, "I love my wife because she's beautiful." I love my wife because she's so smart. I love my wife because she cooks so well. Wow, her food is excellent. I love my wife because she is kind and merciful, and she is a godly woman. I love my wife because she is very good at decorating our house. She's so good. She's so smart. Some woman in this room may say, "I love my husband because he is handsome, like Pastor Tyson." I love my husband because he is so kind. He is so generous. He has a good character. Some of you may say, "I love my husband because he's so smart and he's so godly." Wow, he is so mature in Christ. He's so good. He spends time with me. He always chooses me first before something else. I love him. But what if, over the course of years, Your spouse begin to lose those character and change in a negative way. Would you still love your spouse? Based on your answer, I love my wife because she's beautiful. I love my husband because he's so smart. Based on those answers, and your spouse has lost some qualities and attributes. And character that you talk about, or ability that we talk about, 
Because the reason you love your spouse is because of that, 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 dot, 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 dot. The answer, the reasonable answer from your mouth is, I don't love him anymore. I don't love her anymore. Your quality may subtly or gradually stay away from you. You used to be one kind of person and then you change because of something happened to you. Maybe you saw beautiful and suddenly you get sick and you cannot put makeup on your face anymore. Then your husband will answer, wow, that quality of good looking disappear. I don't love you anymore. My brothers and sisters, we don't want love to come to an end in our marriage, in our relationship with people and with God. The only way that love can last for a lifetime is that that love must be unconditional. In other words, the truth is the lasting love does not depend on the quality of the one who is loved. But it will last only when the person who loves or give love chooses to love unconditionally. So today the topic of sermon called Love is Unconditional. The Bible have a word in Greek language. The word is agape. Agape. A-G-A-T-E. Agape is the love of God. It's the unconditional love. There are two more Greek words that talk about love. Number one, filio. P-H-I-L-E-O. Which means friendly love. Love as a friend. Number two, another one, eros, E-R-O-S. Eros is the romantic love or sexual attraction. Eros is not for friend. Filio is for friend. But for husband and wife, you need both. You need filio and you need eros at the same time. But for brother and sister in the church, we don't have eros towards one another, please. Okay, because that is sexual attraction or romantic love. That is for husband and wife. Yes, filio is important. Yes, eros is important for the marriage. And both of them, filio and eros, are the important part of your marriage and your family relationship. You need that. And it's a big part to build the family together. I still have that friendship love with my wife, Pasada. She's my friend. We have the same interests. We love each other. And I still have romantic love for her. I like to be around her. When we watch TV together, I like her to come close to me and put the same blanket on each other like this and be close to each other, feel warm to be around Pasada. Romantic love is a big part. But if you depend on filio and eros in your marriage, or you depend on only filio in the relationship in the church or with your friend, it is a weak foundation. It can one day fall apart. Why? Because filio and eros are depending on emotions, feelings, and on circumstances. 
they are not stable at all. When a person say, "I fall in love with you," it is filial and eros. I fall in love with you. My feeling, oh, I like to be around you. I have the feeling to like to be around you. That kind of love, filial and eros, depend on the circumstances. Okay, before I go on, I want to say this. It is important to know that it is possible for a person like you yourself to fall in love with many people in your lifetime. Therefore, as a man like me, as a woman, you need to guard your heart that you will not fall in love with anybody else except. Your spouse. You need to really guard your heart, because you are not careful. You can fall in love and out of love with somebody who is not your spouse, and you get into big trouble. Falling in love and falling out of love is filial and eros. Guard your heart. Every morning when I wake up, I always meditate on my heart. I love Pasada Oli. She is. The only woman I love. I need to remind myself every day, because I don't want to get into trouble by falling in love with somebody else. I need to fall in love with only my wife. Nothing wrong with filio. Nothing wrong with eros. Okay. Number two, the second thing you need to be careful. You can. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. You can fall in love and out of love from your spouse many times in your life. One day you say, "Oh, I love you." Another day she yell at me, or he yell at me. Not she, he yell. Okay, he yell at me. Oh, I hate you. I want to divorce you. So you can fall in love with your spouse when he spend time with you. Everything go well. Go and watch movie together, have fun together, and or when your spouse give you time and energy, oh, you know, let's go to Belleville Mall. We're gonna go to buy some diamond ring for you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> or when your spouse buy a nice car for you. Oh, I love you. But another day, when he or she doesn't do the way you like. And offend you, because people come from different family, make have different personality and ways of doing things. And when that happens, I fall out of love from you now. So we need to be careful. This is why, for the filio and eros, you need to learn how to put emotional money in the bank account. You keep putting in. Investing, reinvesting in, and always want to rejuvenate that love. The eros and filio. We try to always put the financial money in the bank account of love in your marriage. Tell your wife, "I love you. You're beautiful. Wow, you cook so well." You put the money in the emotional bank account of your filio. And eros, and then you can enjoy marriage together. You can enjoy friendship. I mean, among friends, we try to also put the emotional bank account. You know, for friend, no eros. Okay, please, only filio. Okay, no eros among friend. 
that is only husband and wife. Okay. So when we are praying in a church like this, sometimes we invite people for dinner. We invite them to go to vacation with us, do something together, to put the emotional bank account feel again that I love you, I care for you, smile, greeting, calling, praying for, visiting one another. We try to build that filial friendship, love among brother and sister. That's the reason why I love to go to care group. Because when I go to care group, I receive love from people and I love them too. Because I show up, I instead of sitting at home sleeping, I drive the car to the care group, and people see, "Wow, Pastor Lau loves us." He show up, and we talk to one another. We show love to one another. It's the way to build the filial love among Christian brothers and sisters. And even at office, I try to show love to my co-workers at the clinic, to the nurse, and to the assistant. I try to show love to them. Actually, yesterday God told me to call my surgical assistant and also the scrub nurse. His name is Tim, not woman. Okay, Pasada. I call Tim, not call woman. I'm gonna call Tim, my assistant nurse at the Evergreen Hospital. I have his number. I'm gonna call them and say, "How are you doing? I missed you." We need to keep building up that filial love among friends as well. But to build The family and relationship on the basis of filio and eros is not enough. We need agape love. What is the agape love? Agape love is the love of God. It's the unselfish love, unconditional love, unstoppable love. It is based on choice and commitment, not feeling. And circumstance. If agape love is not the foundation in friendly relationship and in marriage relationship, the foundation will be very shaky and can go up and down and get into trouble. Agape love is in sickness and in health love. For better and for worse, love. For richer or poorer, poorer love. No matter what happens, I commit to you. Whether we are rich or we are poor, whether you are still healthy or sick, I love you unconditionally. We need that kind of love, and I tell you, that love is not going to happen easily in a non-believing homes. Because only one person in the world can give that love to you, and you can use that love for your spouse and for your friend, is the Almighty God. This is why I want to encourage husband, encourage your wife to know God. Wife, encourage your husband to know God and love God and experience the love of God. Encourage your children to love God and know God. Because he is the answer to their future, because he can pour his love into their heart, and they can love their friends, and he can love their spouse in the future without divorce, by the agape love, the love of God, the unconditional love, that will last forever. The love that is unconditional, is a kind of God love. Amen. First John chapter four verse ten and nineteen. 
in this is love. Not that we love God, but we that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation, the atoning sacrifices for our sin. God loved us first. He died for us. He cared for us so much. He has the agape love. He loved us so much. Verse 19, we love him because he first loved us. He took the initiation. He loved us first. I admit to you, I turned out from Buddhism into Christianity because I saw Jesus on the cross in the movie from Campus Crusade named Jesus Christ. And on the cross, one of the sentences that I was so impressed with when he said, he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Oh, to me, oh, you're going to know I'm a third degree back belt. I'm going to kick you. I'm going to punch your face. You crucify me. But Jesus, God forgive them. That sentence touched my heart and I gave my life to Jesus. Because he loved sinners. He forgives sinners and he forgave me. He loved me first. If you try to do anything to prove that you are worthy to receive his love, you're going to fail. Because he loved you unconditionally. You don't need to do anything to prove that you are worthy of his love. You're already worthy of his love because he loved you by his decision. This is a good news. He loves you no matter what. Amen? If a man say to his wife, I loved you because you are beautiful. What one day the husband say, I no longer love you. It means that that husband loved the wife with condition. It's just filio and eros, not agape. If you love the wife unconditionally, whatever happened, you still love her. And that love will last for a long time. How many people want to build a very strong, joyful, happy, blessed family? Raise your hand up. Do you want your marriage to be shaken and fall apart? No. And the same thing. I decide to build this kind of church. The church that is full of agape love. No hidden agenda. No condition. We love each other unconditionally. So if you want to build a family or build a church with good foundation, full of peace, full of joy, full of blessing, full of the presence of God, you need to build that community or that family with agape love, the love of God. To come to this point, you may say, Pastor, you know, I know I have filio and eros when I marry my wife and marry my husband. But I want to tell you the good news. You can start to rebuild your family, your marriage, by adding one more love into your heart. Agape love. You will make decision by the help of the Holy Spirit to love your spouse unconditionally. So from now on, build on these three things in your family. Filio, eros, so your spouse will be your best 
lovers, best romantic lovers in your life. Use the filio, develop the filio. Your spouse will be the best friend that you enjoy spend time together. And not only that, you build your family with agape, which means your wife or your husband will be your best, strongest partner of your life. No matter what, we will not forsake each other. We're going to be together. Lover, eros. Friend, filio, and partner, which means we're going to walk together to the end by agape love. Amen? Agape love is unwavering, unswaying. You cannot be swayed to the right and left. You will not be waver of, or fluctuate up and down. You can continue to love no matter what happens. And only one person in the whole universe can help you to love your spouse and love your friend no matter what happens is God. Because he's a source of agape love. If you use your own reasoning, your feeling, your circumstance, oh, this church, I like this church as long as they have nice carpet. As long as they decorate this house very well. Good light system. I love this church. But when it's gone, <laughs> bye-bye. That is not agape love. That is just filial. There's some condition in there. We need to grow up to the point that we're going to walk in agape love. Amen? First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 7, the definition of love. Bears all things. Be patient with one another. Believes all things. Believe that. Believe in the good part of your friend or your spouse. Hopes all things. We have hope that God can move his hand and do something in the relationship. Endures all things. I know this one, Pastor Dan, need a lot. Endure me. <laughs> she has to endure my weaknesses. I have a lot of weaknesses in my life. In NIV, the Bible says, it always protects. When you love, you protect one another. You will not bring the issue to tell people outside and destroy another person by gossiping. You protect them. Always trust. You trust the best in that person. Always hope. Always hope that something good can happen. Have faith. Always perseveres. Relationship is not always easy. Up and down. Sometimes offense happen in the family. I'm going to talk about offense soon on the pulpit. Talking about offense. Offense can happen. Disappointment can happen. Misunderstanding. Different idea, different Think, maybe your husband spent money in the wrong way buying something, and oh, oh, or your wife can go out and buy Chanel, and why didn't you tell me you buy that Chanel? That $9,000 Chanel, why? And you get mad at your wife. Oh, let her have it. Don't complain. Okay, Pastor Tyson. I'm not trying to tell you to do something, okay? Just joking. First John chapter 4, verses 7 to 16. This scripture talks about love. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. How do you know a person really knows God and have relationship with God? That person walks in love. 
Love your spouse, love your kids, love brother and sister in the church, love your pastor, love the members. I tell you, the most important thing in this church is not about programs. It's not about nice light and presentation and entertainment. Not about nice carpet. The most important thing in the Christianity is love. Do you love your brothers and sisters? Sometimes we are so religious. We think, oh, he doesn't know the Bible enough. Oh, his program is not good. And you touch one another by program and by knowledge. And that is not love. That is the Pharisees and Sadducees. They touch Jesus as a sinner. When Jesus healed the blind on the Sabbath day, they attacked Jesus. Why you heal people on the Sabbath day? They don't love. When we love, we care. We appreciate. We persevere. He who does not love does not know God. For God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. So God showed love in action. He sent His Son to die for us so that we can live super abundant life. In this is love. Not that we love God first, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sin. Beloved, if God so love us, we also ought to love one another. The most important trademark of New Hope International Church is not nice program, entertainment, nice room, is love. Ask yourself every day, do I love my brother and sister? If you love, you encourage, you pray for, you really build people up. Amen? Love one another. If we love one another, God abide in us. God's presence will be with you. And everywhere you go, you're going to see signs and wonder and miracle. And His love has been perfected in us. And by this, we know that we abide in Him. How do you know that a person really loves Jesus, close to Jesus? And He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him and He in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. How many people want to go everywhere with God's presence in your life? Everywhere you go, you have favor, you have grace, you have power. It's amazing. Actually, when you love God, answer your prayer. I share this with you quickly. On Friday night, I came to care group. Pastor Da stuck at home to cook jayor. To feed people. And, oh, so delicious. And for many weeks, she complained of elbow pain. When she stretched her elbow, she hurt her elbow. Maybe because we lift luggages during the mission trip. On Friday night, I was sitting there and I missed my wife. She didn't come to care group. Oh, sad. She was at home cooking. I was missing. And then the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Pray for her that her elbow will be healed. 
I love her. I want her to be healthy. I don't want to have pain in her elbow. I bowed down and prayed for Pastor Da right away. Please, Father, heal her. I came home, and Pastor Da said, "Supernaturally, the pain is gone." When you pray in love, when you love, you pray for people, and God answers you because God abide in you. If you still struggle and start to fall apart in your marriage or in your relationship, you have to examine yourself whether you are building that relationship on the basis of foundation of filial and eros alone, or you have the foundation of agape or not. So let's grow in agape love, the unconditional love that we bear all things, we hope all things, we believe all things, we endure all things, always protect, always persevere, always love. Just stand there, love your spouse unconditionally, love your brother and sister unconditionally. The scripture tell us so clear. God' love for us is so unconditional. Let me read to you, Romans chapter eight, thirty-eight to thirty-nine. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Basically, the Bible tries to say, nothing, nothing, nothing can stop God from loving us. God loves us unconditionally. Let us say, nothing can stop me from loving my family, loving my brothers and sisters, and my God. Can you forgive one another? Can you just let go the mistake, forgive and go on? Can you love like that? Only God can help us. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. This is why our church really go banana for the Holy Spirit. That's why our church love to see the Holy Spirit touch people. Why? Because the Holy Spirit brings everything from heaven to us. Finances, prosperity, success, power, wisdom, grace, favor, uh, understanding, insight, blessing, everything, faith. But one more thing: Romans chapter five, verse five. Such hope never disappoint or deludes or shame us. For God's love, this is not man's love, okay? Agape. God's love, agape love, has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. This is the reason why I ask you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to surrender, to let the Holy Spirit move in you. I encourage you not to be carnal Christians, a soulish Christian. It's O U L I S H. Solid means feeling mental. We use mental to lead our life. Carnal Christian means you use sinful nature, your flesh, to lead your life. But you should be spiritual Christian. You should always walk with the Spirit, surrender to the Holy Spirit, and let the Holy Spirit works in you and through you. 
And whatever the Holy Spirit talks to you, you obey, you follow. You are the spiritual Christian, not mental Christian, not carnal or fleshly Christian. Amen. How many people want God to bless you? How many people want to see victory in life? Love will give you victory. Amen. Everyone say unconditional love. Can you do that? Who can help you? You need God to be in you first. You need to invite Jesus to come to your life first, and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you. How many people gonna build your family with the good foundation, agape love? Those who don't raise hand, what do you mean? It means that this preaching is not meaningful to you. Let me see the hand again. How many people gonna build your life on agape love? How many people take serious about following the Bible? Are you a Christian? Are you the disciple of Jesus Christ? Disciple will follow Jesus, carry the cross, deny himself, and follow him. You follow his way, and his ways are not man's way. It's hard to do, but we have the Holy Spirit who can help us. Amen. From now on. Some of you are single, and you're still looking for boyfriend, girlfriend. Maybe if you can overcome this, that from now on you're going to walk in unconditional love. You show that to your brother and sister in the church first. God looked from heaven. Wow! If I send a woman to him, she's going to be safe to marry him. Okay. You show, you pass the test. You walk in unconditional love. Okay, I'm going to bring a good woman to you now, and you begin to have a girlfriend and get married. Okay. <laughs> Pass the test. God wants to make sure that He sends the person to you, and that person is safe, that you will not abuse that person, because you love that person unconditionally. Psalm 32, verse 10. Many are the Woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surround the man who trusts in Him. You want God's love to surround you. You need to be a person that God can trust. I tell you, I want to be faithful to my wife. I don't want to cheat her. I don't want her to be heartbroken because of my behavior. I want to be faithful to this church. I always come to the meeting. I never miss church. I always want to be responsible for what I'm called to do, because I want God to trust me. I want God to see me and say, "I can trust this guy. He's trustworthy." When he see that I'm trustworthy, he will surround me with his love, and I can experience the love of God. And that's the reason why God answer my prayer a lot, because He trusts me and He listen to me. Walk in love, brother and sister. From now on, you can tell your spouse. You don't tell your spouse this way. I love you because. No. You say I love you. Period. Dot. Dot. I love you no matter what. Period. Dot. Husband turn to the wife, and say, I love you. Period. 
Why don't you smile when you say that? Why? I love you. Feel that. You should smile one more time. <laughs> so those who sit away from the wife, go home and tell her today, "I love you." Period. Okay. <laughs> Father, we thank you, Lord, for teaching us the way to love one another and love our family, Lord. Lord, your way is the best way. You are love, and your agape love fill our heart, Lord, so that we can really love people with your love, unconditional, unstoppable, unselfish love, unconditional love, Lord. Lord, help us to grow in the area of love, and people will see you in us, Lord. And you shall abide in us, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us, helping us by the power of the Holy Spirit to love people around us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 If you are not sure that you are born again, you are not sure that God is in your life, or maybe you have backslidden. And you walk away from Jesus. I would like to ask you to pray with me, to make sure that Jesus is in your life, and He is your Lord and your Savior. Pray with me, okay? Father in heaven, I want to make sure I am born again. My name is recorded in the book of life in heaven. I repent of my sin. I ask you for forgiveness, Lord. Lord Jesus, I believe and declare, you are my Savior, my Lord, my King. I am your disciple. Sit on the throne of my life. I will follow you, obey you, serve you. Fill me, Lord, with Your Holy Spirit. Give me grace and power to be doers of the Word of God. We will practice what we learn, Lord, by the power of God. Bless us, Lord, so that I can be the blessing to the nations. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise God. Let's stand up and sing together. Thank you, Jesus. Today, I would like to pray for those who have been oppressed by demonic power, and I want to pray for deliverance for you. If you feel that you have been oppressed, I'm going to pray for you at the end. And sometimes you may not even know you are oppressed by demonic power. You may need it to need deliverance. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, let's sing. I want to be more like you. Oh, and I want to be more like you.
I pray, Father, you have begun the good work in my brand sisters. Therefore, Lord, you shall finish it. Lord, show your goodness, your grace to my brothers and sisters. Work in their life, Lord. Especially, Lord, young people in this room, all the teenagers, they come to church because their parents tell them to come. They may not even know Jesus themselves. I pray, Father, that we all have personal relationship with you. And we will fall in love with you. And we always agape love you, Lord. We will love you with all our heart, Lord. Help us to have the first love all the days of our life. And we want to become more like you, Jesus. Lord, bring salvation into our family. Our children, grandchildren, our parents and unbelieving loved ones will come to know God. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many people love Jesus? Everyone say, "I love you, Jesus." I love you, Jesus. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you. I love you too. in the Bible, Lord. You shall pour your Holy Spirit on our flesh, and the years that the locusts have eaten shall be restored. The locusts are evil spirit, a demonic power. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Let me explain to you quickly before we pray. Okay. I know that what I'm doing is different from other people, but I've been doing this for years, more than 15 years now. So it worked. In 1997, I already been a pastor since 19 oh, long time. 85, I start to pastor the church. 1997, in a meeting, I was touched by the Holy Spirit. And suddenly, demon come out of me, because when I was a young boy, a young man, I was playing with dark power. I went to the place where they put spell on the back. I call on the spirit to help me, because at that time I did not know Jesus. I had a lot of generational curses. My ancestor commit adultery, cheat the spouse. All kind of bad things in my family, so I was growing up with a lot of curses and demon in my life. And as a pastor, God set me free. At that time, I did not understand about this thing, but when God touched me, I scream, I scream like crazy and very shameful because everyone know I'm a neurosurgeon. And I'm a pastor. Why this pastor, neurosurgeon man, scream on the floor? Keep screaming, screaming, screaming for almost 40 minutes. The pastor could, could not preach because my voice so loud. At that time, I did not understand. Later, I began to study about demons, and I find out that demon move around like the air. Actually, the word demon in the Greek language is the same word as. The spirit, which means wind, the spirit, evil spirit, move like a wind. And when evil spirit come out of you, some people scream, some people cry, some people cough or vomit, because actually that reaction is that the air, the evil spirit, come out from them. So I have seen all kind of thing. People scream, people cry, people vomit. People cough, something come out because they are like a wind. They move. So, because you are Christians now, you are not non-believers. You have the right to be set free, but you have to do your part to cast them out. You have the right to cast them out because you have the authority. I'm not the one who's going to cast demon out of you. You cast them out yourself. Okay? You have the authority in the name of Jesus to be free. But you have to cast them out. Why you have to cast them out? Let me explain quickly. Evil spirit come into people's life. Some of them come in since you were a baby, your fetus in the womb, because your parent commit sin. So demon come in into the baby. Sometimes they come in since you were young, or maybe you did something. You went to uh, casino, play gamble. Evil spirit of gambling come in. Whatever, or you got sick. You watch bad movie. Evil spirit come into you, and they stay there. And many of them may come from ancestor because your dad or your grand great grandfather died of cancer, and the evil spirit demon of cancer follow you. We call family spirit. Family spirit are the evil spirit that follow from generation to generation. 
And that's why you heard even the doctor when you see don't go to the medical office. They ask you a question: Anyone in your family die of cancer, die of heart attack, die of this, this? Because even the medical doctor know that all these problems follow from generation to generation. If your great grandfather has cancer, you have a tendency to have cancer because that same demon follow you, and it can go down to your children if you don't cast them out. You have to cast them out from your life. Okay, so this is important. Some of us may have the demon of poverty. No matter what you do, you fail, fail, fail. Some demon of sickness. I cast out demons. So many people in the world, thousands of them. Some of them, actually, one guy in January came to the revival service and wanted to commit a doubt. Uh, I'm sorry, commit suicide. I cast him out of him. The suicidal thought disappeared. Now he's happy. He's joyful. He's served God. He's on fire now because the demon of Committing suicide went away from him. So the best is we clean up off and on. We need to clean up the church off and on. We need to get rid of something in our life. It can be chronic sickness. I was growing up with eczema. I cast out demon out of me. Eczema was gone, no more, because that come from generation. My dad, my mom had eczema. I had eczema, so we cast them out. Amen. So this is spiritual. Jesus say in the Bible, "In my name, you shall cast out demons." You can cast out demon from other people. You can cast out demon from yourself, and you need to kick them out. Why we have to cast out? I'm gonna come to the point now. Because demon live in your life for a long time, months, years. They are not gonna go easily. If you have a bad guy in your house, live in your living room. And one day you have a daughter, and you are afraid that this bad guy is gonna rape your daughter. You're gonna go to the bad guy and say, "Hey, get out of here!" You think he's gonna leave? No. You need to kick him out, or you need to call police. Police is the Holy Spirit, gonna kick, help you to kick them out. So you need to say, "Go! I force you to go out. If you don't force them, they will not leave. They, they take ownership of your." Life for a long time, they will not go easily. That's why sometimes when we cast demon out, there is reaction, some reaction because of fighting. The demon doesn't want to go out, so you have to force them out, kick them out. That's why you need pastor to help you too. Sometimes, okay. Sometimes when they cast demon out in revival service, I have to pray and keep commanding because they don't they want to punch me too. <laughs> Because demon was want to fight with me, so the actual have to grab the hand. And, and sometimes I cast demon out from 85 years old woman. When the demon start to act, react, they are stronger than me. That 85 years old woman stronger than me. I want to punch me, want to kick me. So they are serious. Okay. Now we gonna pray. This prayer. Put you in the position to be qualified for deliverance. Number one, we gonna pray a prayer of repentance. Demons of sin will not leave you if you agree with him. For example, the sin of loving money. If you love money, you don't repent. That demon will not go. They still take ownership because you don't repent. Two, we need to forgive people who have hurt us. 
let them go, forgive them, love them, pray for them, because the Bible says unforgiveness will bring torture to you. Who are the torturers? Demon. That's why a lot of people who live in bitterness get sick, get into trouble. Forgive people. Forgive your ex-husband. Forgive people who abuse you. Three. We need to cut relationship from any idols or anything that is not of God. Some of us may used to play Gucci board, or we used to worship idol. We need to say, "I cut this relationship off from you. You are not my God anymore." Four. We need to call on the name of the Lord. The Book of Joel, chapter two, and the Book of Acts. I think chapter two too. Whoever call on the name of the Lord will be delivered. The original language is not "will be saved," "will be delivered from demon." So you have to call on the name of Jesus, and He will deliver you. Five, you have to command them to leave. You have to say, "I command you." I'm going to lead you to pray. Okay, don't worry. I lead you step by step. Command them to leave. Six, you need to kick them out. If you sit there, don't do anything, they will not leave easily because they take ownership. How do you kick them out? Because demons like air. The easiest way is not screaming. Because screaming air come out when you scream. It's too noisy. The best way is to cough them out. The first few coughs will be your natural cough. You say, "Oh, this is weird, Pastor. I have gone to church for 20 years. I never seen this." Oh, that's why demons do attack a lot of churches because they never cast demon out. We cough them out. The first few cough will be your natural cough, but you will see if you do it by faith. After that, you know something is coming out of you, supernaturally, spiritually, not scientifically or naturally. You do it by faith. You just obey me. Do it. Cough, and you're gonna. See. And after this, you're gonna see something change in your life. Maybe some sickness disappear. Maybe some problem disappear from your life. Okay? Are you ready? I'm gonna lead you to pray. I'm not gonna do anything to you. I just let you do it yourself. Look up to heaven. Follow my prayer. Father in heaven, it is your will. For me to be free, to have super abundant life, to be healthy, prosperous, successful, and strong. Father in heaven, I repent of my sin. I don't want to sin anymore. Please forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me, Lord. By the blood of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, Lord, I take serious about repenting. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I make a decision to forgive everyone in my life who has offended me, hurt me. Has done wrong to me. I let them go 
I bless them. I pay the I owe you. They don't have to pay me back. I let them go indeed. You forgive me. I forgive them. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I cut my relationship. I denounce myself from any form of false religions, evil spirit, false teachings, anything that come from Satan. And I say and proclaim. Satan and fallen angels, you are not my God. I cut my relationship from you. Only Jesus, the Son of God, is my Lord and my Savior. Nothing else in the universe is my God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you promise me in the Bible. When I call on the name of Jesus, the name that is above all names, I shall be delivered. Therefore, now I call the name of Jesus, my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. Demons, curses, impure spirit, evil spirit, you don't have authority over my life. I command you to leave my body, my mind, my finances, my business, my home, my family. My walk, I command you. You have to go right now by faith. You have no right to be in me. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus cast out the money changers in the temple, I. In the name of Jesus, cast out evil spirit from me right now. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now call them out. Yes, Lord. Shukon tapa, shukon tarapapa. Fire. Go. Call them out. Go. Be free indeed. Be free indeed. Go, go, fire. Go, go. Be free indeed. Be free indeed. Be free. Be free. Come on up. By faith. By faith. Do it by faith. Yes. You go to the casino. Yes. Go. In the name of Jesus. Go. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, go! 
Go! In the name of Jesus, go! You cannot be here. The curse of Vietnamese nationality have to leave. Go! 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 go. Get out of here! In the name of Jesus, Father, go! Go! In the name of Jesus, Jesus, go! 
right now by the hand of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fire! Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fire! Fire! Go. Be free. Be free from generational curses. Be free indeed. Call them out. Fire! Go! Fire! Fire! Go! Go! Fire! Go! Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Be free. Be healed. No more sickness. No more disease. No more curse. Go. Go. You are healed indeed by the power of God. In the name of Jesus. Fire. Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Be free. Be free indeed. Thank you, Jesus. Fire. Fire! 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 Welcome to the Fire! Fire! Be free! In the name of Jesus, I command every evil spirit to leave your body right now. Go! Go! Fire! Fire! Bless! Bless! Be free indeed. You have to leave this house of God. This is a temple of God. You have to leave. Go right now in the name of Jesus. Go right now. Get out of here. The curse of the stop. Fire! Thank you, Jesus. Fire. 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 Be free. Be free indeed. Be free indeed. Fire. Jesus touched them. Lord Jesus touched them. Fire. Thank you, Jesus. Fire! Be free. Sickness in your body. The knee pain have to leave. Whatever is bothering you have to leave right now in the name of Jesus. Go! Get out of here right now. Fire! 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 Spirit of the living God. Fire! Fire! Thank you, Jesus. For nothing else. Fire! Your presence, oh Lord. Built. Built. Fire! This place. Fire! Fire! Spirit of the living. Be free. Anything that. Bound you, torture you in your emotion, in your feeling, in your finances, in your life. Have to go. Go, curse. Fire. Fire. 
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Fly.